64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor. S.F. Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today we look at Beyond Good and Evil by Friedrich Nietzsche. In this video, going to discover that the grand metaphysical systems upon the faith, stating that the good man is the opposite of the evil man, is false. Rather, it is just a different expression of the same basic impulses that find more direct expressions in the evil man, an affirmative approach that fearlessly confronts the perspectival nature of knowledge and the perilous condition of the modern individual. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I have and use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and all of your behavior. And I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, your social awareness, your self-management and relationship management. The question is, how far an opinion is life-furthering, life-preserving, species-preserving, perhaps species-rearing, and we are fundamentally inclined to maintain that the falsest opinion to which the synthetic judgments a priori belong are the most indispensable to us that without a recognition of a logical fictions, without a comparison of reality with the purely imagined world of the absolute and immutable, without a constant counterfeiting of the world by means of numbers, man could not live that the renunciation of false opinions would be a renunciation of life, a negation of life. To recognize untruth is a condition of life. That is certainly to impugn the traditional ideas of value in a dangerous manner in a philosophy which ventures to do so as thereby alone placed itself beyond good and evil. It is difficult to learn what a philosopher is because it cannot be thought. One must know it by experience or one should have the pride not to know it. 
The fact that at present people all talk of things of which they cannot have any experience is true, more especially and unfortunately as concerns the philosopher. And philosophical matters, the very few know them, are permitted to know them, and all popular ideas about them are false. It is a probable that we, too, have still our virtues, although naturally they're not those sincere and massive virtues on account of which we hold our grandfathers in esteem, and also at a little distance from us. With all our dangerous curiosity, a multivariousness, an art of disguising, our mellow and seemingly sweetened cruelty in sense and spirit, we shall presumably, if we must have virtues, have those only which have come to agreement with our most secret and heartfelt inclinations. Morality as attitude as opposed to our taste nowadays. The practice of judging and condemning morality is the favorite revenge of the intellectually shallow on those who are less so. It is also a kind of indemnity for their being badly endowed by nature. And finally, it is an opportunity for acquiring spirit and becoming, becoming subtle malice spiritualities. Honesty, granting that it is a virtue of which we cannot rid ourselves. We, free spirits, well, we will labor at it with all our perversity and love, and not tire of perfecting ourselves in our virtue, which alone remains, may its glance some day overspread like a gilded blue mocking twilight, this aging civilization with its dull gloomy seriousness. And if nevertheless our honesty should one day grow weary and sigh and stretch its limbs and find us too hard and would fain have it pleasanter, easier, and gentler like an agreeable vice, let us remain hard like the Stoics and let us send to its help whatever devilry we have in us are Disgust and the clumsy and undefined, our nitimur in ventitum, our love of adventure, our sharpened and fastidious curiosity, our most subtle, disguised intellectual will to power, and universal conquest which rambles and rubs avidiously around the realms of the future. Let us go with all our devils to help of our God. Every elevation of the type man has here too been the work of an aristocratic society, and so it will always be a society believing in a long scale of gradations of rank and differences of worth amongst human beings, and requiring slavery in some form or another. Without the pathos of distance, such as grows out of the incarnated difference of classes, 
are the constant outlooking and downlooking of the ruling caste on subordinates and instruments and out of their equally constant practice of obeying and commanding of keeping down and keeping at a distance the other more mysterious pathos could never have arisen. The longing for an ever new widening of distance within the soul itself, the formation of ever higher, rarer, further, more extended, more comprehensive states, in short, just the elevation of the type man, the continued self-surmounting of man, to use a moral formula in a supermoral sense. Men, with a still natural na nature, barbarians in every terrible sense of the world, men of prey, still in possession of unbroken strength of will and desire for power, threw themselves upon weaker, more moral, more peaceful races, perhaps trading more cattle-rearing communities, or upon old mellow civilizations in which the final vital force was flickering out in a brilliant fireworks of wit and depravity. If one wishes to praise it all, it is a delicate and at the same time a noble self-control to praise only where one does not agree. Otherwise, in fact, one would praise oneself, which is contrary to good taste. A self-control, to be sure, which offers excellent opportunity and provocation to constant misunderstanding. To be able to allow oneself this veritable luxury of taste and morality, one must not live among intellectual imbeciles, but rather among men whose misunderstanding and mistakes amuse by their refinement, or one will have to pay dearly for it. He praises me, therefore he acknowledges me to be right. This asinine method of inference spoils half of the life of us recluses, for it brings the asses into our neighborhood and our friendship. To live in a vast and proud tranquility always beyond. To have or not to have one's emotions, one's for and against, according to choice, to lower oneself to them for hours, to seat oneself on them and upon horses, and often as upon asses, for one must know how to make use of their stupidity as well as of their fire. And there you have it, Beyond Good and Evil, by Friedrich Nietzsche. Please, to help out, it is easy, simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website. Find out what actually motivates you, what innate human needs driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, 
check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.